Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Going In Raw is now a CastBox original. CastBox is the fastest-growing, highest-rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can find all your favorite podcasts. You can still listen to Going In Raw wherever you get your podcasts, but we hope you'll give CastBox a shot. We think it's the best. Hey guys, this is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. What's up, it's your girl, Sasha Banks, Legit Fox, and you are watching Going In Raw. You like that? What's up? This is the most must-see WWE superstar of all time and his lovely, gorgeous wife. Marie. And you are going in SmackDown Live. This is the glorious one, Bobby Roode. And you're watching Going In Raw. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here. YouTube.com forward slash Steve and Larson. There's plenty of great podcasts out there. This is the only one, Larson, that you absolutely need to watch. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. You mean this particular episode or, or our show in general? The Going In Raw experience. Ah. Uh, we're also available uh, in audio form wherever you can find good podcasts, including, of course, the CastBox app um, and the Apple iOS podcast app. Uh, this morning, uh, whilst enjoying my coffee in my backyard with my wife, who uh, has the next two weeks off, um, I got on the CastBox app and I was thanking friendos oh. left and right in the comments. We're on the road to 1,000 comments. Yeah. On CastBox, all you got to do, download it for free, iOS or Android, uh, go to Going In Raw, subscribe to us, and then leave a comment, uh, and there's a good chance that we'll read it on air. Larson, do you have a nice, juicy yes, comment for us to read? Go ahead. From uh, Byron Cleary, you guys are the absolute best. Oh, wow. I've been listening to your podcast and watching on YouTube for a couple of years now. You're my go-to recap source. Ooh, I enjoy so your nice. banter. And just the way you love the wrestling business, keep up the outstanding work. Thanks, friendo. Thanks, friendo. There you go. Oh, there's comments from Going In Raw podcast. Yeah, I was on a tear this morning, man. Yeah, you were. Look at that. I was on a tear. Wow, look at that. See? Thanks you, friendo. Do, <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. Like, when I was typing out know, the comments, the way the keyboard was set up, I couldn't see, like, the actual comment I was typing. So a lot of them, they actually say, thanks, fiendo. Which, you know, I don't know what that means. I don't know. I don't know what a fiendo is. I know what a fiend is. You know what I fiend for, Larson? Good wrestling. Oh, yeah. And we got a lot of that this week. Uh, just a quick reminder, we are also on the Patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. A great way to support Going In Raw. Uh, we are currently offering up for $20 the Friendo Care Package. There it is. A comic book featuring an adventure you can only see in comic book form. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't make that into a movie. It would cost way too much money. All the budget would be out of control. It'd be like $600 million. Like five Infinity Wars. Uh, stickers, a poster, and a postcard all signed by us. It's good stuff. Um, yeah, no, there's there is some, there some really good stuff going on this week. Uh, 205 Live, fun show. Yeah. NXT, fun show. Yeah. Um, we, uh, we, we were informed of the imminent debut 
This is exciting. Of Leo Rush on 205 Live. Very exciting. Yeah, very exciting. Anyways, let me bring up the notes here. And uh, as I said a couple days ago, maybe, I can't remember, we talked about Leo Rush briefly. I'm really kind of happy now that he's going to be on 205 Live that we didn't see a lot of him in NXT. Yeah. Yeah, what, two matches on TV? Yeah. So when he shows up on 205 Live in the next few weeks and does all sorts of amazing stuff that we hadn't seen prior, mm-hmm. it's going to blow people away. Yeah. Yeah. He's really going to wow some people, I think, now that he is going to show up relatively fresh. Yeah, so you and I were both introduced to Leo Rush uh, at, P- at a PWG yeah, live show. Yeah, we got to see his first PWG match against Only Ricochet. Kings something or Understand other. each other. Yeah, him versus Ricochet. And, I mean, that is the one kind of thing that I'm a little bit bummed out about. Regardless of what the Velveteen Dream says, I don't think Ricochet is going to 205 Live. And so I'm not sure. I mean, look. Uh, Leo Rush is super young. He's only 23 years old. Uh, so I'm sure in the future they will cross paths again. However, mm-hmm. not anytime soon, um, which is a bummer because uh, we got to see uh, Ricochet versus Leo Rush in a fantastic match. Um, it was, I think, the first PWG show that you and I had ever been to. It was, yes. And first time we saw Leo Rush, and I think it was his first PWG. It was. Um, and, man, it was it was absolutely fantastic. And then, you know, the two matches. So he got on our radar pretty quick. Uh, you know, he was signed over to NXT. Uh, we did, you know, we saw the two matches he had in NXT, both losses. I think yeah, he lost to Lars Sullivan and yeah, Velveteen and, Dream. And Velveteen Dream. But you know, even in those losses, you could see what the deal is. Why this kid is so special. Um, we had heard through like the rumor mill that there might have been attitude problems. Uh, but you know, hopefully, you know, that's been sorted out. He mm-hmm. had that little thing on Twitter where mm-hmm. you know. He was talking about Emma not being ready for Oscar when she got released. Yeah. And, he, you know, a lot of heat came down on him as it sort of happens on social media these days, which is unfortunate. Hopefully, you know, he learned a lesson from yes. that. Um, I'm very excited to see him in 205 Live. I told you this uh, when we found out that he was debuting on 205 Live, um, when we heard about this promo that they did uh, on Tuesday. If they open up, you want to get a crowd into a show. Oh, yeah. Open with a Leo Rush match. Because this kid is like a real world something out of the Matrix. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's so much fun. When the he way does the he thing, can turn on a dime 90 degrees yeah. at full speed. Yeah, he'll, he'll run the ropes, stop on, yeah, stop on a dime 90 degree, go the other way. It is so much fun to watch mm-hmm. this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so very exciting that he's going to be in 205 Live. I mean, if you think about the possibilities, I, I mean, it, the, the wrestling, I think that his skill set will be so much more maximized will be with all that potential will come through on 205 Live yes, yes. because of the matchups there. Yeah. Um I mean, you know, Lucha House Party, Kalisto, Lince Dorado, Grand Metal League, all those guys, that should be a lot of fun mm-hmm. watching him watching Drew Gulak try to slow him down mm-hmm. and turn it into a submission type match. Mm-hmm. Um all that kind of stuff. Of course, Mustafa Ali, Buddy Murphy and Cedric Alexander mm-hmm. guys at the top. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait. Yeah, no, it's, it's gonna be a lot be of fun. So much fun. A lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, anyways, let's. Uh, the show kicked off with uh, speaking of Lucha House Party, uh, Lince Dorado versus uh, Brian, Brian Kendrick. Kendrick. The Brian Kendrick. Um, Brian Kendrick was uh, walked to ringside by Drew Gulak. Who yeah, no the commentary Jack this table. Time. Yeah. Oh, he, he, is he probably maybe already in England? I mean, still. When when is that taping? Eleven days away. Oh, okay. Well, oh, I don't I guess, know. I guess it's possible, but. Seems a little soon, but why didn't they come out as a faction? Yeah, I don't know. Come well, on. next week there was a six-man tag match between Lucha House Party and Kendrick Gallagher. Oh, okay, and Gulak. They announced that. Maybe they just wanted to emphasize Gulak's presence there, and they probably—that's probably the case. And for and for the finish as well, it made more like it'd make more sense for two guys to retreat from three guys. Mm-hmm. You know, 
Um, anyways, uh, fun match. Drew Gulak was on commentary. Um, what you've been sort of, I'm going to say down on Brian Kendrick lately, but you kind of feel like he's been phoning it in a little bit. Well, I mean, I just feel like he's he he's not given really anything right now to really sink his teeth into. Yeah, you don't think this this Lucha House Party thing is something to sink his teeth into? Well, I really like Lucha House Party. I yeah, think they're great. Yeah, they're fantastic. The shirts the the shirt Kalisto had is fantastic. Yeah. I love that shirt. Yeah, it's good. Um, and their performances of late have been fantastic. I don't mm-hmm. know. I just I don't know. I just don't feel like Kendrick's that engaged. Yeah, maybe. And maybe it's just from a creative standpoint. It's just not much for him to work with. I don't know. Yeah, it could be. Because we saw what he was doing when granted, he was in the title scene. Mm-hmm. You know, and he was really mm-hmm. sinking his teeth into it. Yeah. Even when he was doing the feuding with Jack Gallagher, doing the clown stuff, it was bad. <laughs> but he was sinking his teeth into it. Yeah, he was. I just don't feel they like haven't he, given them a lot of promos. No, there's not a whole lot of character either. stuff from the yeah, dude. Right. I feel like he's really had to simplify his style. Yeah. Because I remember if I. Go back to his cruiserweight classic match against Kota Ibushi. He was busting all sorts of crazy stuff. Mm, yeah, and now it just seems like okay. Well, I got to throw some strikes, some some forearms, and then do a couple of submission holds, and that's all I'm going to do. Yeah, you know, it just, it, it, he's really had because of his alignment with Drew Gulak. I feel like he really had to simplify things mm-hmm. to yeah. fit into the the ground based attack. Yeah. Uh, in any event, Lindsay Dorado picked up the pin on Brian Kendrick mm-hmm. after a handspring stunner, uh, which led to Drew Gulak uh, being mad. And then attacking everybody in Lucha House Party. Uh, and before they could get some comeuppance, him and Kendrick beat feet, got mm-hmm, out of there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, next week, like you said, six-man six man tag, tag match. That should be a lot of fun. Uh, next up, we had a Mustafa Ali uh, promo. Man, he's so good. Yeah, he's really good. He's really good. I'm really happy. I noticed it again last night. I mean, he's been doing this since WrestleMania. I, I'm really happy with his outfit change. Yeah. I'm just going to reiterate that because I really didn't like his outfit before. This one, it looks like it looks like a friggin' Avengers costume. Well, yeah, I mean, looks great. It's, it's, it looks like it's based on Iron Man. Yeah, a little bit Iron Man, a little bit Dead Space. Yeah, I don't know what else. The actual like shirt. Yeah, you know, it has like the circle right here, like Iron Man has. Like Iron Man has, and yeah. he's got the pulsers. Yeah, and he's got the, the face pulsers. That's face very thing. Dead Space. Yeah. So yeah, it's an, it's an interesting amalgam. Who's but the it guy works. on? Uh, it's funny because I contrast that. So I, I watched a little bit of Impact last week, and uh, I saw uh, DJ Z come out. And uh, he's a good wrestler, really good wrestler. But he's got the goofiest, clunkiest LED vest thing. Oh, really? Remember Vader's uh, helmet? Yeah. Right? So it it felt that clunky, but there was no hat. There's no hat to it. Okay. It's all just like shoulder pad, and then it comes down to here. It's it's like football pads. Okay. But like very big and Mm. bulky and stiff, Mm. and it's just like, like, like Christmas lights on it. It's really bad. It seems underwhelming. It's really bad. I mean, with Vader's thing, at least it like oh, that was awesome. Steam or smoke. Oh, or Vader's it was. thing, was, and the mask part of it is yeah. terrifying. Yeah, that was great, man. Anyways, there's a reason for that to be clunky because they have some sort of apparatus in there to produce the steam or smoke or fog or whatever. Yeah, for sure. And especially back in the '90s, they didn't know what they were doing. No, and it was WCW. Well, technology wasn't advanced then either, Steve. Yeah, I mean, like now they can probably get that into a thing about this large mm-hmm. instead of a whole giant hulking helmet. Yeah. Uh, anyways, Mustafa Ali, his promo work's always great. He's great. Yeah, he's fantastic. Um, next, we had TJP versus Brian Keith. Um, TJP, before the match even started, went out and grabbed the mic and pretty much dropped a promo during the entire course of this match. I thought it was outstanding. I thought it was fantastic. Remember how terrible his promos used to be? He's good. He's really good now. Yeah, again, it's a situation. I, th- I just feel like if you're a heel, there's more freedom to, just, to be you. Whereas, because before he was this, you know, just a really generic baby face when he yeah. won the cruiserweight title and when he was first defending it. 
there was no dimension to his character. Yeah. Now there's dimension to his character for something for him to play off of. What were we talking about yesterday? It always works best when you involve competition. Yes. And in a different way from we've from from what we see elsewhere, um, his is all about competition too. He doesn't even want to be in 205 Live anymore. No, he wants to be. He he, he, he said, even said NXT. Yeah, he said NXT would be a step up for him. Yeah. Over 205 Live. And you know what? He's right. Yeah, kind of. Because NXT is a springboard. It could be a springboard domain at that point. We haven't seen that That'd be the case yet for 205 Live. No, but if no. he is brought over to SmackDown, because he really seems to be going after the idea of joining the SmackDown roster. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think it'd be great. Oh, I think it'd be outstanding. I think it'd be fantastic. I think it'd be great for him. I think it'd be great for all the talents on 205 Live to see, okay, this isn't the end point for you yes. guys. You know, if, 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 if you excel here on 205 Live, we'll bump you up. We'll give you opportunities yeah. on Raw or SmackDown. It has to be a situation where if I excel and they have nothing for me left, then I can get bumped up there, which is fine because having nothing else left in TJP's situation, he's already been champion. Mm-hmm. There kind of is nothing left for him to do. I mean, mm-hmm. creative could find something for him to mm-hmm. do. But, man, I really hope that they pull this off. I really hope that he goes somewhere else. I know. I want to see that happen. I know, me too. I don't too. care where it is. I just want to see that happen. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, he fought a jobber named Brian Keith. Um, TJP was sort of mocking him a lot of it. He said, hey, you have really cool boots. Because the dude had like sort of cowboy looking boots. Well, they were kick pads designed like cowboy, cowboy boots. boots. Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. <right>. yeah. <laughs> that felt improvised. It felt like when he looked at him, he said, "Hey, cool boots, bro." Yeah, like I know. legitimately. I know. So that was funny. So he was contorting Brian Keith and all sorts of painful looking submission moves while dropping promos. He put the mic down for a second, adjust the hole, grab the mic, talk some more. The terrifying part was at the very end when he said, "Okay, it's time for you to tap out now." That was a scary line. That was a sk- drops the mic. That was like that was like a movie villain execution line. I know, you know, and Robocop. Yeah, because he dropped the mic and then just like put extra torque on yes! the sharpshooter type. It wasn't even his normal finishing move. Yeah. It was a knee bar. It was yeah. like that sharpshooter type variant he does. And yeah, Brian Keith tapped out. That was good, man. I liked it. Yeah, it was fantastic. Some great character work. After that, we had that Leo Rush promo where he was uh, live from EC3's uh, penthouse. Penthouse, yeah, that was totally that that same place. penthouse. I you know. could like you can toss a little filter on it. It still looks like that penthouse. He was. Uh, I don't know if they tossed a filter. This EC3 is always outside on the deck by the pool. Right. Leo Rush was inside. Right, right. He was uh, fondling an hourglass. Mm-hmm. It was like two like balls, basically. Well, that's basically what an hourglass is. Yeah, but usually it has like like so in the days of our lives one. Yeah, there is the there's, wooden frame. Yeah, this didn't have that. Yeah, because it was flat on the top and bottom. Right, so, so you could, could still you could you could put it on the on the table and it wouldn't topple over. His nickname is Man of the Hour. Yeah, that's what it was. It's been Hence for a while. Yeah, the hourglass. An hourglass, exactly. It's good. Yeah. No, I like that. I do appreciate though. So I saw like some stills and, and various videos of his final NXT house run, uh, house show run. And he was coming out with uh, Babatunde mm. on his shoulders. Kind oh. of like what Finn Balor used to do with Doc Gallows. I thought well, that was kind of cool. Also in uh, Bad Luck Fale. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, he it was mainly ba- did it was, it was Fale. Yeah, 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 yeah. right. Um, and Babatunde was kind of his bodyguard. Oh, that's cool. Which was, seemed really cool. Like, yeah. I wish he would bring Babatunde over to 205 oh, Live. I yes. want to see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? That'd be great. So anyways, yeah. I liked I liked it. Look, he's, he's 23. When you're that young... You're never really going to deliver a promo that has age behind it. And promos are always best when there's age there's behind it. There's experience Yes, exactly. It. That yeah, being I know. said, I know. it works for what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the content, the promo is really good. 
and like I the thought, actual script yeah. or you know or whatever the bullet points. And I just felt like at moments if he just dialed it back just a, a little tad, bit, right. yeah, it'd been really really he good. Said, I am a twenty three year old piece of gold. So he delivered that part of that line really good. I know, I know. I, I here is my thing. I will never fault somebody. Well, actually, that's not true. I will. Ember Moon, I faulted for doing too much in her promo. Um, but she, she like contorts her face and all sorts of different, and she does Amber Moon does this weird thing where she'll like bring her head back like this and she'll have like a weird half smile. And I'm like, what is that? What is that thing you're doing right there? Um, but she's so damn good in the ring. Yeah, she is. But, uh, anyways, no, Leo Raj, look, I, 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 you're right. He totally could have dialed it down, but given that he's only 23, Mm -hmm. not going to criticize at all. I thought that he came off as what he should come off as. There was a guy no, who's just the cock of the walk. There is no doubt who his character was based on this promo. <laughs> exactly. And that's, that's mission accomplished. I am so looking forward to it. Oh, me too. I'm so looking forward to it. Um, so, yeah, uh, there was that. And then after that was... The oh, main event. Because I'm going to oh. talk about somebody else who's given too much in their promos later on in NXT. But I'm not going to criticize because I thought that the, the passion's there. It just came off a little cartoony. Uh, Mustafa Ali versus Buddy Murphy. Um... So they did. Uh, they proceeded this with a Buddy Murphy interview with Tony Nese. Yeah, Tony well, Nese did hovering half the there. talking. Body guys, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. guess are they going to be the next tag team for a Lucha House Party to take on? Uh, I would be into that. They still need a third guy. I really want. I really trios want would trios. Be great. Yeah. I really want trios. It makes all the sense in the did world. Did we ever determine who the other body guy would be then? Well, we said Neville. Oh, he's not coming back though. But that's not going to happen because Buddy Murphy seems like he's kind of like top dog. So then I said Akira Tozawa. And he's not a body guy, but it'd be funny if he wore the muscle suit. Oh, yeah, that would be funny. It would, I mean, it would add an element of, of humor to it. But I don't know if they want that for... Take a look at that roster, see who else for is... For body guys, though, you know? Who else can be body guy? I think we Or did. is there somebody else in... You know, TJP's in pretty good shape. I want, dude, I want him... No, I know, I'm just, I'm just saying. Elsewhere. Uh, nobody really The only, fits only other person the that bill. would fit would be Cedric, because he's pretty jacked. Yeah, but he's super faced. And then Mustafa Ali, he's pretty jacked too. Yeah, he's jacked. He's, I wouldn't necessarily call him a but body he's guy. A face too. I wonder if he might have weird torso because he he's, he insists oh. on wearing the vest. I don't know. Which is totally cool. You know, people do that. I'm trying to see if there's anybody in NXT. Yeah, look at NXT. Lars Sullivan, body guy. Well, he's a little. He's like two cruiserweights. Tino, he's not a cruiserweight though. Tommaso Ciampa, <laughs> he's a body guy now. Crazy body guy, yeah. What about Tyler Bate? Uh, yeah, I mean, he could be, he seems a little mellow. He's a low talker. <laughs> uh, you just clicked on Tommaso Ciampa's Wikipedia. I was seeing how, how, Cassius how Ono. I was seeing what they build his weight at. <laughs> oh man. He, he's definitely a body guy now. He's jacked. Vascularity. Yeah. He's super Next jacked. level. Cesar Bononi. He's not a cruiserweight. One of them, the, the, the leftover Ely brother. <laughs> That dude's like eight feet tall. Yeah, he's a little tall. <laughs> oh man. Anyways, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who could be the other body guy, man. Yeah, I don't know either. A UK guy? Another UK guy? I don't know who a body guy is. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, jo- Joseph Connors? No, he's not. I mean, he's in good shape, but he's not like ripped. Yeah, he's not Tony Nice, Buddy <laughs> Murphy. Body guy. I have no idea. I don't know either. Well, let us know in the comments. Yeah, yeah, if you have any ideas. Anyways, um, anyways uh, another really good match between Mustafa Ali and Buddy Murphy. It's the third match they've had together. First two are outstanding. This one was pretty good. It was really picking up steam mm-hmm. towards the end. 
um, that that second rope tornado DDT onto the outside was amazing. Mm-hmm. Hard to beat the match from last week, Cedric Alexander versus Buddy Murphy, because my God, that was such a pristine, wonderful match. Um, and this was very good. It's just it, I can't help but compare the two because they're back to back, and it's Buddy Murphy, um, and it's Mustafa Ali. I love him. Um, but no, like you said, it started out a little on the slow side, but it mm-hmm. picked up, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and then it had a wonk finish. Yeah, and which maybe that's why they is okay. Maybe that's why they didn't book the match to its fullest, knowing full well that it wasn't going to have a clean finish. I actually kind of was okay with the wonk finish because it puts Adeo Atami in a fairly prominent role, potentially in a in a main event role. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like totally that. that, and I loved the TV direction. So it ends with the uh, number one. Oh, there is a fantastic tornado DDT from the top turnbuckle. It was a second turnbuckle. Turn second turnbuckle. I already, I already mentioned that too. Down to the bottom. Oh, it was fantastic. Yeah. Well, okay, whatever. I'm mentioning it again. Continue on. Go ahead. Go ahead. Mustafa Ali was going. Trying to get past him around here. Mustafa Ali was going for an 054. Teo Atami showed up out of nowhere, hit him off the rope, proceeded to attack both Buddy Murphy there and Mustafa Ali. There was a fantastic Ali. moment of TV direction when uh, Adeo Atami did his, be- his best Pete Dunn impression. They were on close-up on him, and he went like this. He went like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And then the camera just sort of went, you know, they zoomed out. And panned over all in one shot. He goes up and he uh, he does the running thing to uh, to uh, Buddy Murphy, mm-hmm. and uh, that was fantastic. Well, the end of the show, really, he's really closing, good. saying, "I want respect," but mm-hmm. it, there was a, a smirk attached to it. Mm-hmm. Like, like, hey, look what I could do. Yeah, it was good. No, I like the character. A lot. Works really good. So, who uh, who's he going to get into this with? I mean, I think they're setting this up so he can there be some maybe some sort of triple threat match next week. Mm-hmm. New number one contender. It yeah. could be Itami versus Cedric next. Could be. Or they'll like set it up next week and have it the week after. Yeah, it could be. That'd be fun. Oh yeah, I think it'd be great. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on to NXT. Yeah. Shayna Baszler comes out, drops a promo. She kind of reminded me of the Wicked Witch of the East. Who? Wait, who is the one who says I'm gonna get you? West. That was the West. I thought the West was the no. Wicked Witch of the East was the one that got smashed by the house, wasn't it? Oh, she got smashed. Yeah. Who's the good witch? North. Just the Witch of the North? Really? Maybe. I thought it was just West and East. Well, you think they'd be got all four directions. I'll get you and your it's little Wicked dog. Witch of the West. That I know. That was the Wicked Witch of the West. Yes, yeah, literally. Okay. That's why. It, right. Yeah. yeah. It stuck in my mind. And the East was already dead when we met her. Yeah, right? I think that was one that got smashed by the house. <laughs> that was the the nice one then. Was was she even a witch? Yeah, she was a good witch. The Good Witch of the North, or something like that. The Good Witch of the North. Showtime's for Wizard of Oz. Really? Is that playing nearby? The Studio Movie Grill in Rockland. Oh wow. Would take the kid to go. Good see Witch that of one. the North, yeah. The Good Witch of the North. So she had the adjective there. Look at the adjective. Anyways, uh, let's see here. So Shayna Baszler, she comes out, drops a promo. Yeah, Witch of the East. <laughs> Smash by the <laughs> So we never got to see her. No. Well, just her feet. Oh. Because she got smashed by Dorothy's house in Wicked Witch of the West, yes. Okay. Wow. All interesting stuff. Man, they're talking about Taco Bell's Mexican pizza. I know, the, this, uh, this pizza talk. I love Mex- I love Taco Bell's Mexican pizza. I can't eat that. I don't think I've ever had it. Taco Bell. It's way too much, but I'm it's hooked so on good. those Frito burritos right now. I can tell. Two days and two two in a row, man. man they're, I mean, they're, I wouldn't say they're good, but they got Fritos in them. So oh, dude, they're they good. The spot. And they've got that orange melty cheese in it, like the not cheese. Yeah. Oh, orange it's oil, super I know. good. <laughs> 
Anyways, uh, Shayna Baszler says, I'll get you, Nikki Cross, and your little dog, too. If it's the last thing I do. If it's the last thing I do. It's kind of goofy, but I'm not going to criticize somebody for giving it their all. You know what I mean? And she didn't stumble. She knew her lines, uh, so it was good. Out comes Nikki Cross, and she's acting crazy, and Shayna Baszler's trying to figure her out, but she's crazy. Um, She says, what are you, crazy? Yeah, she literally says that. And Nikki starts saying yes. Shayna's like, I'm going to put you to sleep. And Nikki Cross says, yeah, please do it. Uh, in any event, uh, some shenanigans occur. Nikki Cross ends up standing tall with what she claims is her NXT Women's Championship. Yeah. So that was cool. <laughs> the Wizard of Oz talk with Stephen Larson. Yeah, I mean, I'll doing, get you, my Should we start pretty? doing the Wizard of Oz podcast next? Uh, yeah, sure, why not? Let's, oh, just, let's, last let's pass one exclusively focus on the Wicked Witch of the East. Okay. Who was that? Who was that show? What is it? What is it? A play or was that a movie? Oh, Wicked. Wicked. Was that based on on that, all that stuff? Maybe. maybe was she supposed to be the Wicked Witch of the East? Maybe. That sounds familiar. Is it like a prequel? Well, I mean, it would have to be because then Wizard well, of Oz, we meet Wicked Witch of the West. West, she's dead. Yeah. Man. Sorry, the East. Wicked Witch of the East. All right, let's find out, dude. The story. No, no. It's about the West. Oh, okay. The story of how a green-skinned woman framed by the Wizard of Oz becomes the Wicked Witch of the oh, West. Oh, it's an origin story. Feature film based on the Broadway musical. Well, do oh, we... that's not coming out till next year. But that's what the play is based on. Yeah, right, 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 right. So, do we ever get to learn the story of the Wicked Witch of the East? <laughs> or does her, does her story for us begin and end with a house falling on her? <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see here. Fictional character. And I don't want any fan fiction. That's not what I want. No, I mean, I agree. I man. want only official. Uh, Oz products. Oh, there might have been. So the Tin Man of Oz might have been a prequel. Oh. Um, oh, no. He's unexpectedly reunited. That sounds like a sequel. This was a backstory. Oh. It is a prequel then. Uh, where did she portrayed by? So she's in Wicked. All right. Oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. That would make okay, sense. Okay, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All so right, so she, we get a little, bit, a little bit of idea of who the Wicked Witch of the East is. She was portrayed by Rachel Weiss in uh, Oz the Great and Powerful. Oh, okay. And somebody named Florence uh, Kasumba in Emerald City. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is either. Oh, that was one of them cheesy NBC ones. Oh, I wonder gosh. if it was live. No. It was like, uh, oh, what was that? The one on ABC? Grimm? No, no, no. There's one on, another one on ABC that's awful. That's all like an amalgam of fairy tales and stuff. <laughs> What's that oh, called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once Upon a Time or something yeah, like that? Yeah, something like that. Show is not good. That's terrible. Anyways. Anyways, next. Match between TM61 and Mike Hughley and Robbie Grand. I you like know, that Robbie Grand's short said upgrade. Uh, yeah, I like that. I like that Mike Hughley's uh, uh, singlet had a tramp stamp on it. Oh, yeah. He had like a logo. It was like a crown and then something, and a heart. Yeah. Uh, in in the tramp back. stamp yeah, area. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if that's offensive to say tramp stamp anymore. That's just typically like I say that for guys all like if a dude above the butt has like a, a tattoo there, that's his tramp stamp. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what it is. Typically what it's called. Yeah. Like a lower back tattoo. Yeah. Remember Batista Batista has one around his belly button. Mm-hmm. That was a little weird. <laughs> he has a lot of tattoos. He does. I just always thought that one was like the weirdest one. Oh, I don't know. Like, Maybe there's a reason reason big for Jack it. Jack Dooney says, You know what I really want? Around my belly button. Maybe just had some available real estate right there. A sun. Yeah. Like a sun around my belly button. This is weird. Anyways, 
Uh, Mike Hugel. I'm a big fan. I'm, I'm, the more they do jobber matches, I just love jobber matches, dude. I think they're so great. It introduces us to, to characters that we otherwise wouldn't see. I'm a huge fan of just local yokels, man. Same. I'm a huge fan of that. Same, because a lot of them, they get this limited opportunity to show off their personalities, and those who take advantage of the opportunities always leave an impression. Yeah. Like, we'll always remember Hollis and Skyler. Only yeah, them. pretty much, yeah. I mean, those famous examples, James Ellsworth. Oh, yeah, for sure. He was given an opportunity to be in the ring with Braun Thurman for like 90 seconds at most. Yeah. And he parlayed that into a WWE contract. For sure, He left such an impression. I'm telling you, man. They come to Sacramento one of these days and do a jobber match out of mayhem. He better make a good impression. Yeah. I want to see him on 205 Live. Yeah. You know? Anyways. Uh, Anyways, uh, uh TM61, of course, pick up the win. Uh, yeah, Shane not much Thorne pins uh, Robbie Gray after hitting him with a forearm to the back of the head. And then they deliver a promo. Yeah, saying they that we've say, beat Street Profits. Pretty much everybody else. Everybody else. So they the want a piece up, we're of... we're going to beat War Raiders and Undisputed Era. They mentioned Lorcan and Birch, too. Yes. Yeah, Danny and Oni, they called them. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. Isn't uh, Kyle O'Reilly going to fight Pete Dune next week? Something like that. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, I think he said that in his promo. Anyways, uh, so Anyways. Yeah, they, yeah, they drop a promo. Next up. This was great. They also stole the next segment. They absolutely the did. Lars Sullivan was in the performance center doing drills uh, with a bunch of uh, prospects and also signees. Mahabelli Shera was one of them. Oh. He was the last dude, the big dude that came up to him. And I was, I was, I thought they were going to start a program with freaking Lars Sullivan and Mahabali Shera because he comes up to him with a head full of steam, and then Lars Sullivan just dumps him on his head. Freak accident, yeah, <laughs> exactly. But, but halfway like, through, it was great because TM61 entered through the door in the in background, the way distance in yeah. the background. Take one look, what's going on? Turn around, turn around, walk right back out. out of oh, it was great. I love that stuff, man. I know, That's I know. the best. That is the best. They're telling stories on various uh, visual planes, and mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, that's great. In any event, Lars Sullivan just eating everybody, destroying them. Oh, it was great. People staring in awe and, and fright. It was fantastic. And then yeah. they pulled they pulled back for the last shot of the of the, the segment, and it's Lars in the middle of the ring with, what, eight mm-hmm. uh, uh, competitors just laying on the mat. See, man, that's why you got to start watching Impact, because I know Mahabali Shara, and you would have known that. You would have been, like, looking as smart as I do. All right. Look at that guy, Mahabali Shara. All right. Thought he was going to throw with him, but he didn't. No, man. This is Lars' segment, man. <laughs> Roderick Strong versus Danny Birch was next. Of course, this ended with a giant just, you know, mess. But it was the Undisputed Era, so <laughs> I love it. Um, anyways, yeah, they were, they were having like a typical match. Undisputed Era comes ringside. That's your plot this week. Is that goddamn microphone? Can yeah. I just please fix it? After the show's over, I'll fix it. You won't. You said that last two days yeah, in a I row, man. Because after once the show's over, I get hungry. I just think lunch. <laughs> you think Frito burrito? <laughs> well, not today. I brought I brought some pesto pasta. Although I, if you say I'm going to Taco Bell, I'll say Frito burrito. <laughs> nah, man. I brought peanut butter jelly. Uh, let's see here. Anyways, undisputed era came down to the ringside. They started brawling. Um, uh, oh, sorry. They tried to interfere. Uh, Pete Dunn and Oni Lurkin come down. They mm-hmm. all brawl on the outside. Yeah. Um, at one point, uh, Adam Cole gets on the apron, distracts Danny Birch, eats a punch. Mm-hmm. Um, Roderick Strong takes advantage, pins Danny Birch after a backbreaker. Yeah. Um, Pete Dunn gets in the ring and starts beating down Roderick Strong. Kyle O'Reilly makes the save um, in an end of heartache for Pete Dunn. Yeah. I think, I guess it was maybe it was a fallout from this video. 
or it was a follow-up video from this. I don't think it preceded this. I'm not sure, but I saw an Undisputed Era video. Um, and I think Roderick Strong had his shirt off and he was sweaty, so it might have been after this match where Kyle O'Reilly was saying, Pete Dune. And I think he was, like, challenging him. for. He was starting to do a UK accent. He was like, if you want to put up that UK championship. It was funny. It was hilarious. Anyways, uh, next up, my favorite moment of the week. Oh, this is fantastic. A Cassius Ono photo shoot. <laughs> I like the first The first deal the, with him. No, the first shot was him and the photographer, and the photographer oh, yeah, was yeah, yeah. showing yeah, him no, the like pictures. The first shot uh, still that we yeah. saw of Ono, oh, this was his pose. <laughs> the second one, he's all. Then he kept, he kept on flipping up his hood. Yeah, and then EC3 wanders in. Look at this, a photo shoot. I'm just joshing you, Cassius Ono. What's up with his hair? It's a mess. He seems so happy, though. I think his hair is just indicative of how happy he is. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I mean, what else can explain it? Speculate. It's all over the map. I mean, if you think, remember how it was back in NXT? It was just a big mop. Yeah. Looked like a cat died on his head. Here's the one thing I thought of, and I don't think this is it. This is just, what if the, an unspoken thing about his character? Mm-hmm. You know, he lives in the penthouse. He's top 1%. Sure. You know. Yeah, man. Cocaine addict. Mm-hmm. Cocaine fueled. Mm-hmm. He acts like that. Okay. He acts like the stereotypical movie guy. He looks like he would be perfect for uh, that Scorsese flick. The uh, Wolf, Wolf of Wall Street. Street. Yes. He looks like that. So maybe you're right about there's that. The, there's some a subtext going on. Some subtext going on with his character. Yes. That he might. Yes. I don't think E3, EC3 does. No. no. That's what I'm saying. I'm pretty sure they test for that stuff anyway. Character. Yeah, character. That would be hilarious if they like kept on hinting at it like a little bit here and there. I know. No. It's like, all right, listen, listen, Ethan, here's your thing. You're a cokehead, but we obviously can't say that. So, yeah. Maybe every once in a while, you know, do this. Sniff. I don't know what it's like. I've never done drugs. I've just watched movies. Because Triple H, I think, is super clean. Yeah, he is. So he's probably, he's just informed by That's, that's one reason that, like, he, uh, the click latched onto him. Yeah, he was clean. Yeah. Yeah. So he can be the designated driver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The designated D. Anyways, uh, they set up a match. This uh, is wildly entertaining. Oh, it was fantastic. Yeah, it was great. It was so great. Cassius Ono, you know, he's saying, uh, Whatever he's saying. He's like, I'll give you a week to prepare. Oh, because he said, he said, how about we throw down? And EC3's like, sorry, my schedule's booked right now. (laughs) My schedule's booked right now. And he says, fine, I'll give you a week to prepare. One week? I can see it now in lights. EC3, Cassisono. That was great. Oh, it was great. Yeah, it was fantastic. EC3 is totally going to win. Oh, heck yes. I was hoping this would be like a... uh, a takeover thing. Is, E3, is, is E3, EC3 going to be a takeover? Doesn't look like it. Yeah, He's definitely going to main roster too. <laughs> he might be at Money in the Bank. Yeah, he he might be. be a Raw in two weeks. <laughs> Anyways, uh, how great, man. So he should go to SmackDown, right? EC3? Oh, God, yes. Yeah. That'd be incredible. That would be, actually be pretty fantastic. <laughs> oh, man. Next up, we had uh, an Aleister Black promo. Yeah, was it was this like just a, a video package. Yeah, it was kind of like a video package. Oh, okay, he was, he was it was centered around a promo that was all stylistically done and stuff. Gotcha. Like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of remember this now. Okay, uh, and then after that we had uh, a this decent, was so good. Yeah, this was really good. Gosh, this was awesome. Two, uh, it was a Ricochet Velveteen Dream video package hyping their match for takeovers. It was it was it was anchored by interviews with each of them, mm-hmm. and both of them did such a great job. Yeah, they did. Yeah, uh, portraying their characters, communicating their stories. 
Patrick Clark. I mean, I've said so many amazing things about him because I think he's amazing. Um, he, he, what is he like? 24, 25? Yeah, he's super young. He's maybe 23. Oh my God. He's 22, 22. years old. He's younger than Leo Rush. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine what that dude's going to be like when he's 32? Oh, it's going to be incredible. Oh my God. Man. Because he's already, like, we talked about the experience factor, right? He's already really good, but he still has that youth thing. Mm -hmm. When he's 32. It's going to be something else. Holy God, that's going to be amazing. Man. Anyways, like you said, it was anchored. And Ricochet, and I mean, here's the great thing about Ricochet, is that that dude, all he needs to do is just be himself. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing, there's there's no promo about the guy. He just has to be himself. Yeah. You know? And that's what he was. The dream, obviously, is something completely different on his own plane. Arrogance. When Ricochet brings up the fact that he had been eliminated from Tough Enough and still got a contract, oh, yeah. Dream just said, "I don't remember any of that." Yeah, I have no. I think I have no memory of that. Yeah, yeah. Ricochet said, "You know, I had to earn everything I, I achieved. You were given it. Mm-hmm, you were, yeah, it was handed to you. Yeah, because you got eliminated and you still got a contract." And he said, "I have no memory of that." Yeah. Oh, it was fantastic. It was absolutely beautiful. And, of course, a bunch of great shots of both of them. A bunch of footage from Ricochet's past. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I do love, I really like that they're incorporating the Tough Enough stuff. Yeah. I really, really appreciate it. I really like that. Um, And his response to it was really, really great. So, goddamn, this is going to be... I just hope they don't hurt they, they don't hurt themselves. I know. That's all I hope. I hope they don't hurt themselves. I know. Because, my God, these guys are going to tear the house down. Oh, heck yes. This should be the flipping main event. Oh, it should be. Yeah. It's not going to be. It's going to be uh, Gargano Ciampa again. Oh, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Which is going to be kind of a bummer that Aleister Black, his his title win and title, first title defense will not be the main event. Yeah, I know. I know. But but he'll get plenty of main events. Yeah. Uh, next up, we had the rubber match. Lacey Evans versus Kyrie Sane. Good match, man. I like yeah. Lacey Evans. I, I know. She's I know. super good. I know. She came to the ring with uh, Kyrie's name written on her right hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Saying, you know, she literally had her right fist with Kyrie's name on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but couldn't deliver, deliver the woman's right. No. Instead, Kyrie Sane picked up the win with an insane elbow. A really fun match. Yeah. No, this is, this is a lot of fun. I could actually see this feud. I, would li- I wouldn't mind seeing this feud continue. Yeah, no. I don't think it's going to. But no, probably not. They'll both go on to, to really good things. Um, and then uh, Tommaso Ciampa comes to the ring. Uh, takes a takes a squat up there on the top ring post mm-hmm. and uh, starts to cut a promo. The crowd keeps on interrupting him. He says, I don't care. Yeah, he says, I don't really care about all that. Uh, John R. Gargano runs to the ring, attacks Ciampa, and we get... I really this is, I really like the, the intention here. The execution I thought was good. Um, I'm not sure. I don't think this feud is lacking anything. I think it maybe could have been drawn out and had a bit more a bit more more things happening. Mm-hmm. Maybe that didn't just sort of take place on social media. Yeah, I kind of feel like there's not there hasn't been a whole lot of simmer. Yeah. Feud. It's been a lot of Gargano, I'm sorry, it's been a lot of Champa promos interrupted by Gargano or vice versa. Or vice versa. I just feel like it's been a lot of that. Yeah. And there hasn't been a lot like like, imagine how cool it would have been at least one week before this match if we had gotten a Ciampa Gargano video package like we got for Ricochet in yeah. Team Dream. Yeah. Stuff like this that keeps the feud fresh in people's mind without kind of hitting the same story beats again. So, when 
Champa claimed that Gargano came to his house at like three in the morning or something. Yeah. Was that actually shown in a video? Oh, I don't think so. On social media or anything? Not that I recall, no. If any feud in recent history needed the Stone Cold Pillman gun I thing. I you were going to say that. And I'm not saying it should, it should need a gun. Yeah. Although I, I wouldn't be opposed to it. But in this climate, probably not. If anything needed something like that, kind of goofy. Yeah. It's this. Yeah. It's kind of this. It's, that is just the same kind of setup week after week. Right, exactly. And that's, I think, my issue with it. Yeah. Although, I will say this. For this, because I think this is probably the go-home segment for this match. Mm-hmm. Um, they ended it in a way that completely mirrored their initial breakup, mm-hmm. the DIY thing. They ran the copyright. Yeah, I noticed that too. Well before the actual finish. End of the episode, yeah. Yeah. And Gargan- uh, Ciampa... Became was a bloody mess. Apparently, it was on social media. The, oh, they did do a thing on social media where it was. Oh, they showed a video of Chomp in his bed. Well, okay, but that was on. See, that bugs the crap out of me. That should have been on TV. Yeah, you know, it's like I'm. I get. I understand that that's the age we live in, and all these great uh, undisputed era promos are happening on Twitter. But they also get a fair amount of promos on TV as well. I know. So all that stuff is ancillary. Showing him do that. Um, really? Story mode of Red Dead 2 is behind a paywall? What? Is it just going to be multiplayer? It's weird. I'll have to look at that. Um, anyways, uh, it needed that stuff that they did in social media. It needed to be shown on TV. Agreed. You know, that needed to be part of the narrative. Yes. Um, so that's, that's my only complaint. Look, it's going to be a killer match. It's going to be fantastic. And then my, my other complaint, which I think is totally valid and it's been mirrored uh, multiple other places is the use of Candice LeRae. I'll, I'll put it the misuse of Candice yeah, no, LeRae. That has not been, that has not been ideal. No. So, um, anyways, and then Jushin Thunder, Thunder Luger here in chat says they also did one where heavy machinery were stopping Gargano from attacking Ciampa. I mean, yeah, I just I feel like when there's things that you have to go out and film, give it the respect I know. by putting it on TV. I know. You know? So, anyways, I guess that's my only thing. It's going to be a killer match. This was a really brutal segment. And it yeah. was Ciampa bleeding everywhere. It was really gross. It was really awesome. I thought it was great. Um, but I just feel like so much of this feud, and I think also the idea that Gargano was gone for all of like a week. And then, like, immediately came back and started attacking. I know, I know, I know. That was sort of wonky to me. But uh, all in all, a fun episode of NXT. So, um, anyways, let's answer some let's questions. Answer some questions. Let's do it now. Yes. Um, Alex Foster, if you had to see anyone drop weight for 205 Live, who would you want to see? The loss of weight can be as normal or as absurd as possible. Um... um. I didn't kind of match that Seth Rollins could put on 205 Live. Yeah. He only has to drop, what, 10, 15 pounds. Yeah, probably not that much. Um, who else? AJ Styles. He put on some killer matches mm-hmm. on 205 Live. Yeah, that's true. Again, he'd probably have to drop about 10 or 15 pounds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Almas. Yeah. See, Almas do. I don't, yeah. think, I don't think he has to drop anything. Yeah. And then uh, Samoa Joe. How weird would like I wonder if Braun Samo- Strowman Samoa Joe wouldn't be one of those dudes if he like dropped down to two hundred five he'd still have a big head mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. he'd look weird 
Um, A.O. Worm, how is Leo Rush going to stack up on 205 Live? He's going to be great. I think as long as if, if the rumors of uh, – as long as it doesn't piss off anybody backstage, he's going to zoom straight to the top because yeah. people will be so hardcore into him. Yep. Uh, Wilkin Minato, where's TJP going? Where do you guys think he would benefit the most? I have a feeling this is all the storyline. He's not going anywhere. Yeah, me too, and that's a bummer. I would love to see him on SmackDown, though. Yeah. I think it'd be great. Yeah, I think it would be great. He'd be a breath of fresh air. Uh, Daniel Morris wants us to power rank top five matches Leo Rush will have on 205 Live. What's Okay, so what's what's your number one? Oh, it's got to be him and Cedric, right? Mine mine might be him and... Uh... Him in one of the Lucha House parties. Oh, Kalisto? Or Lince Dorado. Somebody who's fast. Uh, Kalisto's probably faster than Lince Dorado. I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, that's a good pick. See, I'd love to see Leo Rush versus Kalisto. I think it'd be great. Leo Rush versus Buddy Murphy would be really good, too. That's a good story there, because Buddy is the monster heel of 205 yeah. Live, and Leo Rush is, is even for a cruiserweight kind of on the small side. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. That'd be a good story. Absolutely. Let's see here. Uh, Ali W. Ottawa's finest friendo. With recent news of Shawn Michaels accepting one more match against Daniel Bryan, Johnny Gargano, or AJ Styles, add a stipulation to each match you guys would like to see happen. Daniel Bryan submission match. Yes. Johnny Gargano. Iron Man. Iron Man match. Yeah. AJ Styles, best two out of three falls. That's good. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> AJ Fate, his first question. Vince McMahon has the Infinity Gauntlet, but he's missing the Soul Stone, which I know you, some of you people don't understand. You got to sacrifice somebody to obtain the Soul Stone. All right. Would he sacrifice Roman Reigns to receive the final Infinity Stone to rule everything wrestling related? No, he already rules everything wrestling related. Exactly. He could buy New Japan tomorrow if he wanted to. Uh, Nemo, have you guys ever been excited for a debut that went nowhere? Um, he says he was excited for Kizarni back in the day because I liked the gimmick and felt he'd fit well into the current faction. I don't even know what that. that I've heard that name before. Oh, uh, Sinbo- uh, the Bodhi. Bodhi, yeah. This is the angle on SmackDown, I guess. Mm. Anyways, what was the question? Um, any debut that you felt went nowhere that you're excited <laughs> for? I was mildly excited for Authors of Pain. I was mildly excited. I was like, okay, well, that's cool. It's neat seeing them there. What's going to happen? And then, and then nothing happened. Same with the Ascension. I was actually, I was like, oh, cool. The Ascension are coming. And then that first promo was just a big oh, fart. Oh, ruined them. Oh, it was stank. Absolutely ruined them. It was so gross. I mean, the jury's still kind of out, but when Switchblade was uh, shown to be Jay White, it wasn't like a... I mean, he's he's a good wrestler. Yeah. But, you know, we said many times that it seemed like for that gimmick, you need something a little more grizzled, a little more experienced. Yeah. And he's so young. So, like, when, when, it was, when I found out it was Jay White, I was like, oh, that's cool. But then when I saw him actually come out... Like he should have grown a beard. Yeah, you should have. Yeah, you should have aged. Mm-hmm. You should have put some makeup or on. Or at least somehow, like, stay a lot, stay out in the sun a lot. So you start getting a little leathery. <laughs> get leather. Yeah. Get and then leathery. grow a beard. Yeah. Grow a beard, get exactly. a little leathery. Maybe he can. Maybe he's like me. Maybe God is not possible. giving him that to do. Entirely possible. I mean, he can grow dirt like me, you mm-hmm. know, just mm-hmm. do that. 
Maybe it'll just stand out that he can't grow a beard. That's entirely possible, too. But no, I like, yeah, out in the sun, get really leathery. At least draw, stubble. Draw, draw some lines on you. Something. Yeah, what else could you do? Fake scars? Yeah. Make real scars? Yeah. Commit? Yeah. Get a knife, get a switchblade, yeah. do this, and you're good. Um, DJ Mott's first question. If you guys had to call up one or two guys... To add on to the New Day, we've talked about this before, and make it a faction on SmackDown or Raw, who would it be? No, nobody. To add on to the New Day? Nobody. But he said, hold on a second. He said, and make it a faction on SmackDown or Raw. I guess he, he means a larger faction. More than three people. My question is more not to disrupt the three-man team, but make a bullet club. Okay. All right. So if you want to make it the New Day... A sprawling uh, Bullet Club NWO type faction. Yeah. That's a little different because you have your core, you know, guys. You have your big three. And then you expand it with like three other guys or like, you know, a ta- a ta- another tag team and a, you know, and a woman. Sasha. Sasha. I'm trying to think of of of, of, uh, of other wrestlers. They already have some sort of relationship existing relationship yeah right with. tyler well, breeze yeah tyler breeze because him and xavier he's was been on up up down down a lot play a lot and then the true buds mm-hmm. yeah, i know harper likes the video games mm-hmm. so that's what i would do and then here's the thing you would rebrand so those three would stay the new day you would just call the faction up up down down there you go you would incorporate there you go that and then baron i think oh and rusev yeah rusev rusev likes to do that and they would change all our names to their up up down down names what is Big E called? Big Wool? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Um, Nicholas Grosskirth. With the reception Ciampa is getting, should more heels do away at their entrance music or would it flop on main like Dolph? Uh, I don't know about... It's something they should employ more often, but not all the time. Like, not all heels should just suddenly drop their entrance music. Yeah. It's very special cases where as soon as they walk through the curtain and get on that ramp, it is a chorus of booze. Champa has a theme song. It's chorus of booze from the crowd. Yeah. Um, so it, you have to have someone that has that level of heat. Like Cody Rhodes could probably pull it off. Yeah, but here's the thing about Cody Rhodes is that his music is so cheesy. Oh, yeah, I know, I know. And the video Kinda, package associated with it, with him it, in, the, in the furs and getting out of the limo and all that stuff. To, I think it adds to the it heat. It does. Yeah. But, no, it's funny because everybody has really cool theme music these days. So, okay, Nakamura, everybody loves his theme. Uh, Samoa Joe, people love his theme. Um, who's a, who's a heel that has actual like Baron Corbin's music is? I see. Once the lyrics kick in, I'm not gonna say I'm gonna put it as my ringtone. No, but I'm I'm kind I'm cool with it as theme music. His previous theme was better. Yeah, I agree with that. But I'm kind of into it. It's just there's too much going on before he even hits the ring. Right. The lyrics don't kick in until he hits the ring. I know. I'm kind of I'm I'm I'm, I'm kind of coming around to Drew McIntyre's theme because it's, it's ominous. It's a little more sinister than his. It is. One. That's true. It works more for his character. Yeah, I really do hope they go back once he turns face. Mm-hmm. They go back to his NXT one because it's still similar and it's got that he headbangs to it, mm-hmm. or at least he bobs his head to it. Uh, GM Spud is Lars Sullivan a SmackDown guy or a Raw guy? He's going to be a SmackDown guy because they're not going to have two monsters on Raw. So, oh, Lars? Yeah, he'll be. Oh, he should be a SmackDown guy. Yeah, yeah for sure. Although, hey, man, when the, the switch happens, I'm not sure how long, how, how long Lars Sullivan's going to be on, uh, on NXT. Um, 
if he were to go now to main roster, it'd be SmackDown. Come 2019, when the new TV switches, if they want the big stars oh, on yeah, Fox. Yeah. So, yeah, whatever brand Braun's not on. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's where he should go. Yeah. Uh, seeing CM Punk finds it inadmissible in court. Is it just me, or has Gargano versus Ciampa gotten a bit stale? Don't feel like the story has really progressed all that much. No, you're not alone. Yeah, we've t- yeah, we've talked about that. We kind of feel the same way. Um, <laughs> Kane Kirk. In your Wrestle Kingdom 11 review, you said that you thought Kyle O'Reilly should stay in New Japan for a few more mm, years. No. Do you still think he could have benefited from that? Or no, is he perfect where he is? no. Perfect. He is the perfect, perfect. wrestler. Pete Dune. Uh, ranch dressin' wrestling. If I, no, I like that name. If I'm wrong, please correct me, but is there a match for the North American Championship at TakeOver Chicago? Announced. Who should face Adam Cole for it at TakeOver? Tranquilo, just wait next week. We got the go home show. We'll we'll learn about it then if it's going to happen. Connor Matthews, good day, friendos, returning patron. Which Aussie wrestler in WWE could you see be taken to the next level or be given a run with a major title in WWE? I'm going to say this. I'm not sure what their what their uh, plans are for TM61. If they really if they're high on them or not, I would think that they they just beat some jobbers. That's that's a pretty decent path these days. Yeah. So I think that I think that NXT might have some good plans for TM61. Oh yeah, I think so. so. I really hope so. I'm gonna say Buddy Murphy. Oh, there you go. Not just on 205 Live though. I think if he, you know, spends a year in 205 Live, he's a guy that could easily move up. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, just eat one sandwich and he's there. Yeah. Um, but he's got all the talent in the world. Oh yeah. So I think he he would really succeed in the main roster. I'm gonna say this though. Going back to TM61. Uh, Shane Thorne on his own. Oh, he's really good. Because number one, he's a massively handsome human yeah, being. Yeah, he is. He's like a like it's it's sad for Nick Miller because he's not, and it's like being next to a dude like you and I are both ugly mofos. Yeah. So we don't know this, but if you were like immaculate, I'd be like, man, that dude's gonna be Shawn Michaels and I'm Marty Jannetty. Yeah. Like Shane Thorne is a good looking man. Yeah, he's a really handsome man. Nick Miller is ugmo. Well, he's just an average looking dude. He is not a good looking dude. All right. He's got a weird face. Is a giant forehead. <laughs> I'm not gonna criticize anybody for having a giant forehead. Well, we're both getting there, but uh, but yeah, no, and it's honestly, it's just striking because, you know, compared especially to Shane Thorne, you know, I think that you know a dude like that could go far. He's got the cool tattoos and everything. Mm-hmm. He's got a really exciting move set. Yeah, Nick Miller should really start wearing a mask, <laughs> like the old Cody Rhodes bag. Oh yeah, wear a bag on your head. That's rude. I'm just that joking. is rude. Oh, that's, here's another uh, Australian wrestler. I think he's Australian. I believe he is. Uh, Travis Banks. Mm, yeah. That if he were ever to sign full time with WWE, I think he would go. Tony far. Storm. Yes. Yes. Now I have Baron Corbin's theme song. Oh, sorry, head. Travis Banks from New Zealand. <laughs> New Zealand. That's not the Australia. same thing, man. That's the same thing. He probably used to be part of Australia. That's where they filmed the Lord of the Rings. You know. Oh, really? Speaking of which. Uh, 205 Live, I forgot to mention this. I always like mentioning this. It was third in the ratings last week on the network. That's awesome. Of course, we're in a dead spell right now because of... Uh, Chris K says the Iconics. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're great. But they've also, they haven't been on TV for the last two weeks. No. It's a bummer. It's so weird. It is weird. Hmm. All right. Is that it? Yeah, I'm hungry. All right, man. Make me a peanut butter and jelly. What are you going to have? I have some... Uh, Frito burrito. Oh, I wish. How many do you want today? I'm not going to get any today. They're only a dollar. They're $1.29. They're $1.29. I made man. I made some uh, 
pesto pasta. Yeah, man. That's the perfect recipe for a Frito burrito. Maybe in a couple hours when I'm hungry again. Sounds good. Anyways, that's it for show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Hilton, uh, we're going to need some music here, please. Yes. If you will, please, Hilton. Thank you, Hilton. There it is. That's what? it for the show. Till next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.